Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Nagro again with our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Uh, two days later than I usually do the episode, which is going to be the focal point of uh, today's topic. So uh, much appreciation to all of our followers, uh, uh, both nationally and internationally. Julie and I are grateful and appreciative and Thank you for your support and feedback and comments, and it's uh, awesome how many people are getting into the field of uh, psychology, whether it's what I do as a neuropsychologist or into just traditional psychotherapy or uh, people pursuing a career as a, as a psychiatric prescriber. So we're really glad uh, to be a source of information, knowledge. Uh, again, we're not treating anybody, but it's it, it really, I just got the phone with somebody from Pennsylvania talking about issues related to couples therapy and the problems that, that come up in marriage and family therapy. Uh, he brought up some really good points and things I can address. Somebody sent me a text message this morning uh, or yesterday uh, saying, I've said this before, there's a lot of people who text me um, different things or email or, or leave me a voicemail that I, I think are great questions, but I, I can't do a full, uh, I would ramble on and probably put everybody to sleep. Uh, you, you know, you guys probably figured this out by now that I'm the extrovert, Julie's the introvert, so I can certainly <clears throat> get up and talk much easier uh than than julie even more comfortable with that um but they gave a really good idea like maybe we'll do like once a month like kind of a q a so if you have a question out there i'll give you the contact information and it's something that uh maybe is something i can answer in a few questions i could do like 20 30 40 you know 50 questions maybe depending how long they are in an episode and just kind of answer a bunch of questions uh that probably relate to everybody that may not be the forefront of what somebody is dealing with in their life or in the lives of their loved ones but you know like they said in, you know when we were back in you know elementary school like if probably if you have the question everybody else had the same question nobody else wanted to raise their hand so today's topic kind of uh it's really a segue into this past weekend. And it's a topic that uh, is something that is incredibly relevant, not only from uh, a, a psychotherapy perspective, but a psychological perspective, a spiritual perspective, an existential perspective. It's about taking time for ourselves. And I may seem quite hypocritical uh, because this is something that I tell a lot of people, but I'm not very good at myself. Uh, I love to work, and I'm blessed uh, for the grace of God that as much as I do work, I never feel like I am working, even though it is work. Uh, But this past weekend, I had bought tickets, as you guys who follow the show know this, uh, I am a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, and I had bought tickets to go see him at TD North in Boston, and I booked a hotel room in downtown Boston, which is about 40 miles or so uh, south of where we're at in Duxbury, and um, yeah, they're expensive, but you know, I want to get as close as I can because I'm just an admirer of music and especially of, of Bruce Springsteen. And 
it was a great time, and uh, it was time for Jill and I to get away. But I, you know, of course, I, I I packed the laptop to do the podcast. I packed my stuff. Julie packed her stuff uh, because we, you know, we're we're committed, and you know, we had to respond to some patient requests and things that were not necessarily emergency, but just that it's just kind of how how we practice. Um, but it was an amazing experience, and I found myself getting caught up in it and losing track of everything else around me because, unbeknownst to me, um, there was a restaurant at the hotel. And this is a hotel that we've stayed at before. It has changed names, uh, but it's on a very famous street in Boston where a lot of the shops are, very much like back home on Michigan Avenue uh, or Fifth Avenue in New York. Uh, this is called Newberry Street in Boston. So, uh, they had, uh, we had we hadn't been there since prior to the pandemic, but this was a place that Julie and I would usually go, spend the weekend there. Uh, we took a car service in, took one back, and we had made reservations at uh, apparently a very popular hotel that's here and in Miami. And uh, we got upstairs. Um, <clears throat> I think we had reservations like at six, and. Um, checked in early and we got upstairs and the, and the host was there and said oh you know gave him last name it's dr nigro and he's like oh what brings you guys here it's like oh you know we live in town we're here to see the springsteen concert and he kind of leans over and says you know he's staying here and it was like it was like nirvana I'm like, are you serious? And remember, you know, there's a beautiful, uh picturesque sunset, uh even though the sunset outside of our back Houses, I think, much more gorgeous. We were on the top floor of this restaurant. It's all glass and clothes. And, and there was this table next to us. And Julie and I, it was open the whole night. And Julie and I were thinking, okay, he put us here. And Bruce and his wife or the band are going to come and sit down there. And we were just kind of caught up in this moment. And it was it was fun because it almost regressed back to being a kid again. I'm just living in this world of of wanting to meet your your, your childhood and even adult idol and being caught up in the moment of what if we got back to Bruce's room and we, we you know we played jam sessions and you know we, we rode in the car over to the over to the stadium and all this stuff and it was it was just so fun to be you know in that moment of just euphoria and realizing you know the the world it didn't like melt away on purpose but it just became we were consumed with it like not like, not like stalkers or anything but it was just it was it was it was just fun in the sense of just being ourselves and, and, and allowing the world to just kind of dissipate from uh, what we're confronted with on a daily basis. So, um, you know, we had the hype and then we went down um, to the end, you know, we kind of verified with the concierge, but they they hadn't uh, apparently checked in yet. So we had two sources that telling us that, you know, Bruce and the, and the E Street Band are there. And then uh, we wound up sleeping in late. Uh, which is something that n neither one of us ever do. Um, I don't know. It's like, what are you looking at me for? I don't sleep in late. Julie sleeps in later than I do. Uh, but it was, it was, we had slept in late, but it was, um, you know, kind of the hand of God or it's kind of ironic. Um, but later than we wanted to, being Julie was like, we couldn't get uh, room service because our phone didn't work. And she really wanted breakfast, and breakfast wasn't available anywhere. But they had uh, an option for this uh, pub that's down there. That's a very classic pub from a uh, long time ago, early Boston. 
And we had made friends, not friends, but just became, you know, talking with uh, two of these amazing bellmen who were could have been nicer, uh, who knew we were uh, fans. And I remember sitting there, uh, you know, the show's probably, this is probably like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And we're at the concierge station. And I remember standing there, Julie's talking to the concierge about, about I think about the phone not working. And I see Jake Clemens at the host, the, the, the reception desk. And I'm thinking, he's part of the E Street band. And he's in his leather jacket and jeans and, and boots. And I remember walking over to him and saying and introducing myself and just kind of give like a fist bump. And they had COVID protocol and, and it could as nice as could be. And, um, you know, and didn't really see anybody else. Uh, but he was incredibly gracious and they were getting ready. Julie had gone up uh, to the room. No, she had to use the bathroom or whatever. But there were guys riding back down that had like concert on their t-shirt, you know. So they obviously the band was getting ready to go, and it was it was just so cool to be in this space of we're sitting in in this pub on on this leather chair by the fireplace, and one of the bellmen kind of you know they can't tell you if somebody famous is staying there, but he kind of looked over at us, kind of gave us this look like come out here, and we went out there and we're to see all of the E Street band members just standing there. And like a kid in a candy shop, I, 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 I saw and talked to Nils Lofgren and Charlie Giordano and had this amazing conversation with one of the best backup singer, uh, uh, Curtis King. Look him up. He's, been, he's played for multiple artists, played for Bruce many times. It does an amazing rendition of Night Shift um, that Bruce played at the concert. Uh, his gorgeous voice. And we, we spent a, quite a while talking to him and he was really interested in the podcast, what we did. And we know that Bruce is a big advocate for mental health. And all the while, so I took a, uh, I took a menu from the pub. I'm not a kleptomaniac, but I had a pen and I'm waiting for Bruce to come out. Uh, we see Steve Van Zandt come out, and you know he's walking right towards the car, and you know kind of gave us the peace sign. And I was like, holy cow, we had no idea that we were staying in the same hotel as these guys. Um, but we only never really got to meet Bruce, which and which was you know. I God's plan somewhere. Maybe we'll meet him when we see him, and we go back to Chicago for see him for the concert at Wrigley Field. But uh, it was it was such a cool experience. And then we got up this morning. Uh, we met this couple from Canada um, who were big Springsteen fans, and you know, uh, we had this this limo driver who picked us up and he said, you know, they usually leave the concert right away, go back and have a cocktail at the bar, and. Uh, so apparently they got back to the hotel like at 2 a.m. Then left and they're playing a show in in Buffalo in, in a few days. But that was kind of our weekend. But it really brings back to the whole point about taking time for ourselves. And it felt it felt great. I mean, even though I got back into work mode as soon as I I was taking phone calls, I was taking referrals today. You know. Uh, in my robe and, you know, having room service and we're sitting there and I'm taking phone calls and returning people's text messages and talking when they're getting at the revals done. But it was just, it was, it was this, it was this awe and wonderment that I think we lose sight of when we get caught in the muck and mire of what our daily routines are. And there's Julie with the water of what I, so you know, we are back home of what our problems are, of what are the problems of our loved ones are. And I wasn't preparing. I was preparing to go into the city, have a beautiful weekend with my beautiful wife and bride, uh, shop on Newberry Street. We were able to have a slice of pizza at this place called Dirty Water, 
which is a name of a song about Boston that Bruce actually played as part of the encore. Uh, it's one of the places, one of the last place when my dad was in Boston. Uh, it was kind of weird. We sat at the same table having a slice of pizza, but just remembering uh, and just seeing how much the city has changed since the, since the pandemic. But I guess the whole point of what I wanted to bring up, bring up is I was, you know, we were riding back on the car back to uh, back home, and I was just like, I think this is a good topic for the podcast that doesn't necessarily have to be clinical every week, but I, I, I had an experience that I wanted to share. This is not necessarily about, you know, my affinity for Bruce Springsteen or, you know, this, but just the ability or, or the opportunity to disconnect. The ability to just disconnect, and I think it's wish I wish more people are able to do. Uh, even some of my own family members, uh, I wish they're able to do, and I wish I was able to do it more often myself. Uh, I'm constantly in work mode and thinking mode and and conceptualization mode and diagnostic mode. But it was really neat, and and it was serendipitous in the sense that this was not what I was expecting. I was expecting that we were going to go to this dinner, which was eh, um, at this you know fancy classy restaurant um and you know julie and i would you know have a cocktail and go back downstairs and you know do whatever um and then we'd get up and maybe walk around newberry street the next day have lunch then you know the car was going to pick us up at six o'clock to go to the concert and uh or six thirty, and that was kind of our day but when we were standing in the lobby it just it, it took me back to just a place uh i wasn't worried about anything i wasn't worried about anything it was just it was just being in the moment and it was something i just wanted to share is is, is something that uh it it, it was again in serendipitous and it, it was fun and it was it was i didn't feel stressed I I feel stressed all the time in a in a in a different way because there's a there's a, something called U stress E U S T R E S S which is healthy stress. Uh, that's kind of what I thrive off of, and even if something's stressful, like say somebody needs a neurosync eval or you know you know maybe I've fallen behind a little bit, and they say oh I didn't finish my valve, but I'm able to like churn it out right away. You know that's 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 stress, but I, I work well under pressure. But it was it was it was it was a fun time, and it was it was an enjoyable time, and it, and it brought me back to something that I've told patients that you know when I've done when I was doing more therapy, and, and even for the patients I work with in therapy now is for to make progress in therapy, you have to be and have to allow yourself to be appropriately selfish. And I put the caveat on not selfish in the in the capacity that you exclude and negate your responsibilities or the needs of others. You know that you're not going to go fill your 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 loved one's insulin because you're too busy. Oh, I, I, I this is therapy. I don't have time for that. I'm not talking about that, uh, but I'm talking about a sense of you know it's it's okay to put ourselves first. And it's important to put ourselves first sometimes because we are we we are we are creatures that wear multiple roles that wear that have you know multiple responsibilities that have different roles. I have a role as a neuropsychologist. I have a role as a clinical psychologist. I have a role as a, a, a husband. I have a role as a stepfather. I have a role as a brother, an uncle, uh, a, a, a cousin, a friend. I have a role as as somebody who does does the podcast. And and it's it's okay sometimes to say you know what I need to take a break, not not in an irresponsible way, but just a way to say it's okay to put myself first, 
And it's okay for me to say, you know what, I, I need mom and dad, I need you to watch my child so I can go to therapy. And it's okay to say, you know what, I need to put these funds aside that I, I use when we're going to go on this vacation to say, I need to get a neuropsych valve for myself and my, my child. It's okay to do that, and it's important to do that, and it is necessary to do that. Because the world doesn't stop for us. The world does not wait for us. The world does not care about our excuses, our justifications, our beliefs, rational, our irrational, our assumptions, mistaken assumptions, whatever it is. We, are, we, have, we have one shot at this life, and it's important that we do the best with the time that we are given. And I, I come from a place, and I, hopefully my, my, my passion comes across, because this is such a crucial tenet of, of, of psychotherapy or of just psychology, neuropsychology, whatever it is, the psychological sciences, to put yourself first because you matter and you are important and to advocate for yourself and to advocate for yourself if you think treatments are going well or if your goals aren't working or your meds aren't working to talk to your providers that it you know putting yourself first is a crucial variable because you do matter because if you don't put yourself first who else is going to and we can live with with with, with constant disappointment that if a partner doesn't make us feel special if a child constantly is berating us, uh, if a teacher is putting us down, uh, because the world is cruel. The world is a hard place, and, and one of the reasons I think I like Bruce Springsteen's music, because it, 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 and even Johnny Cash, because it speaks to the heart of the individuals who are on the receiving end of the, of the tenacity and of the ugliness and of the pain and the dirtiness of the world that we live in. And I would encourage you, I'm not looking to convert anybody to a musical genre, but there's power in music. And there's power in music with people who have experience and a voice to tell their song and to tell their story. And we fit into those characters in some way or another or are able to relate to them in some way or another or maybe are able to turn somebody on. I've had so many people say, well, I, li I, I, I set your podcast to so-and-so and it really helped connect with them, really help inspire them. Because a big part of this podcast is about inspiration, that mental health is treatable, uh, in many cases curable, put into remission, or, or if not curable, manageable. Um, Julie, you want to jump in? Yeah, I could say. I know Julie's going to jump in because she had the, she had the same experience with me. Hi, everyone. Yeah, thank you for your patience. I, I don't think that we made a big formal announcement that we weren't going to be talking today. Um, I don't know, read the directions. Um, but, you know, I disagree with Cor um, when he talks about that we live in a hostile world. I, I, I want to say again, it's like the way you look at things sometimes if you... I quote Albert Einstein's famous quote about the most important decision you can ever make is do I live in a hostile or friendly universe? I think if you have the mindset that obviously the world has some really grim um, parts to it and that's undeniable and I'm not trying to say otherwise. But I felt like, you know, whenever I meet strangers... People I've never met before, no matter whether they're driving an Uber or whether they're, you know, um, the bellhop at the at a hotel, whether it's a, a waitress or someone who just, you know, clears the dishes and fills your water, um, 
we're all just people. And I feel so connected. And I had such a beautiful experience just being away from home. Um, we love home. We're homebodies. But it's so nice to get away and just like, my God, I mean, I haven't had room service. I mean, that sounds very extravagant. Um, we just ordered breakfast and coffee, but just like waking up and having coffee and uh, the weather was beautiful, it was sunny and, you know, just the, the just just acting like children, uh, teenagers, um, I have to admit I did regress. And I am full of it because as grateful as I was to meet um, the E Street Band, um, I was busy trying to take pictures. I took videos with their permission while we were talking with certain members. Um, and I did enjoy that. But, you know, I had a roommate in college and I, I, I am, you know, I'm from Massachusetts. I had a roommate from New Jersey. I swear to God, she killed Bruce for me. I mean, I shouldn't pay for that. It was good. I, I just, I, I like Patty. I would love to chat with Patty about being a mom or like what it's like, you know, to be a musician. And like, she, I think is kind of really, really cool. And I do think Bruce is a very cool guy. I mean, I would be honored um, to meet him. Of course, look at everything he's accomplished. Um, but I did also like after we met the band the next day, I, I struggled. I was struggling. I was like, you know what? I'm bummed because my husband, it's kind of like when you, when you want something more for someone you love than you do for yourself. I think perhaps we've all had moments like that. I know how much he loves Bruce and we are not stalkers by any means. We were pretty laid back and cool about it, but I was so disappointed that my God, we're all sleeping under the same roof. We meet everybody but Bruce. Like, why? And I caught myself in a moment of being actually ungrateful. Um, so I kind of had to like mind check myself and kind of like figure that out. Like, why am I feeling bad? I should be psyched, you know. But uh, but having said all that, I think it's like just having those moments of really like maybe not caring about something that your loved one cares about. Um, but, you know, going that extra mile for someone that you care about. Um, you know, telling, meeting someone like a, like a, who, who happens to be a doorman. Uh, one of the doormen were, well, two of the doormen were lovely, but one of them was really just so distraught because he felt like he didn't get the car right away. And he was like kind of falling apart. And I was like, dude, life's too short. Like, no, you did nothing wrong. You know, God bless you. And he literally had tears in his eyes. He's like, thank you so much. And, you know, just those little tiny moments. And I think that that's what I really kind of feel like when you're out of your own like zone where you live and you are plopped into a different place. And if it's a vacation where everyone's kind of vibing like Jamaica, everybody's in a good mood and it's like Caribbean and or even Disney World for that matter, you know, where everything's supposed to be happy and everybody's supposed to, you know. But I mean, there's something to be said about just traveling around no matter where you go, being kind and really being interested in other people. 
Um, I learned more about these two bellmen than, you know, about their families. They actually live near us. Um, you know, we, we told them that, you know, for all their kindness, we were going to buy them a lobster roll down at this local place, which is fantastic, a Green Harbor lobster pound, which is seasonal. But I mean, it's silly things, but the gratitude that you see on people's faces and the warmth that you feel from those moments, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. That's all about it. I, I and I, And that's what I just wanted to say today. Thank you for your patience and as always, thank you for following us. I'm not always on the podcast, but please, if you have any questions, um, don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always happy to talk to folks, whether you're struggling with, you know, a career in psychology or you have questions about, you know, you know, education about medicines. I mean, I don't treat anyone, obviously, um, unless they're my clients in Massachusetts, Um, and that's just because I'm not licensed in any other state, but I am always happy to talk about, you know, genetic testing. If people are interested in that, I can certainly, um, speak to that on, um, a a pretty substantial level and, you know, just kind of like, you know, I've been a therapist. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be confused on a career path. And nowadays, people have way more than one career. I mean, people have side gigs. um, But, you know, as we evolve as human beings, um, you know, it's pretty incredible that nowadays people have, they, they carry many hats. It's not just like you're a teacher for the rest of your life. Sometimes people morph into and evolve into other things that they have, you know, developed passions for, and then they follow that passion. But I did want to also say that, um, I don't remember his first name, King was his name? Uh, Curtis King. Curtis King is one of the loveliest people. He was so dear and so sweet, so kind and didn't have to stop and talk to us. They were rushing to get somewhere, probably to TD North. But he could not have been more genuine and authentic and real. And if you're listening, we told him about our podcast. I hope you're listening. Thank you so much for that moment. And thank you for letting me take videos so we can share it with our kids. Um, We certainly aren't going to post it. Um, and, you know, be disrespectful. Um, but we've emailed you. So um, we hope to hear back from you. And we will probably see you the next time you're in Massachusetts at the next concert we see. Or Wrigley Field. Or Wrigley Field in August. You never know. So back to just a little bit of just taking that time to put yourself first. Um, I did see a little clip today, which I also want to share. If you don't follow Mel Robbins, um, I actually DM'd her a couple times. I'm hoping to hear back from her because, God, I would love to have her on our show. I don't know what her credentials are, but for, it doesn't really matter to me if she has them or not. She was talking today about how, how beautiful it is to just go out, out for a walk, just to, just to be outdoors and the beauty and the calmness and the happiness and the joy and the um, 
just the the just utter calmness and s- serene serenity that she was talking about kind of bringing it back to simple things i would suggest you follow her on instagram if you want i mean every day she has something really helpful um and gives people hope and she also normalizes feelings and experiences to a point where it takes it from like not diagnostic per se um but just the human experience which i think i find very comforting and i think that that's something i try to weave into our program is that we're all just human beings just going through life and i i really believe that you know if i paid attention to the people that i found hostile and there was a moment there were two moments this weekend where i caught, had to catch myself where i thought i saw someone not being kind to an animal a dog and i lost it um and i was very upset um and so but it took me a while to rein myself in um it turned out to be his own dog i thought it was someone else harming this beautiful dog on the street of boston and then there was another person at the hotel that was just i you know it is what it is but you know just not friendly on purpose and you know you have to realize that that's if you're being friendly to someone and and there's and they're not being nice back that's about them it has nothing to do with us so but anyway We've all had experiences. Thank you. God bless you. Um we'll talk to you next Sunday. We'll we're back on track on Sundays, but again, thank you so much for your patience. We love you very much and uh you matter. You matter to us always. So please reach out to us. Thank you. Well spoken, honey. So uh, thank you for listening to our experience over the weekend. Sometimes life just presents itself with opportunities, and from those opportunities, we can learn and take away information and grow. Uh, so this was a really cool weekend for us. I uh, still hope that I get the chance to meet Bruce Springsteen one day in person, but uh, to regress back to being a child in awe and letting the world just kind of fade uh, fade away temporarily um, is something that was really helpful for me. Uh, it's something that I encourage you guys, if you have the opportunity to do so, do, whether that, like Julie said, that's taking a walk on the beach, taking a walk anywhere, uh, taking a drive, listening to music, alone time can be very cathartic. Even even in the throngs of, of, of depression or dark times, being alone. And it was it was it was interesting because uh three years ago on the twentieth of Oct um March was the day that Julie and I left Chicago, uh, which was the last day that I saw my father. So uh, in some small way, me and the E Street Band was uh, he and my mom uh, giving me a little wink. And um, I'm grateful to God for that opportunity. So until next time, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. If you get a chance to see Bruce Springsteen in your town, I definitely encourage you to. Um, you can reach me through Psychology Today. You can contact me uh at psychologyunplugged at outlook.com. 
You can follow us on Instagram at psychology underscore Instagram underscore. And you can contact me directly at 617-750-941 East Coast Standard Time in the United States. So again, thank you for your patience and giving us these two days off. Uh, We will be back, like I said, Julia said, on on track next uh, Sunday. So maybe we'll do, uh, like I said, if you have questions and answers, just kind of put like Q&A and I can kind of make a list until we have enough and then just do an episode and just, just bullet point um, a lot of questions that you guys have. So thank you for your support and encouragement. I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.